again, gonna wake up the downstairs neighbors. Don't let them beat you down, don't let them beat you up. There's a chorus of opinions, but you know what you love. Don't let them tell you no, don't let them talk that shit. The only thing they'll give you is reasons you should quit. Don't let them get you down, you just stand up tall. Sometimes everybody don't know anything at all. Right, you are listening to Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. I'm Seth. And I'm Brian Wallace. Are you doing your Shakespeare workouts? I'm warming up my voice for our podcast. The producers in the booth are looking at me like I'm insane. They're not wrong. You should have seen the people on the 405 on the way down when I was going, key. <laughs> my car is I, yeah, safe driving. You can't, you can't talk on your cell phone, but feel free to do theater warm-up exercises, <laughs> by all means. That's how I roll. How is your 2015 going so far? We're Pretty we're, decent. We're almost through one month. Yeah, I had, you know, at the beginning of the month, I was convinced that 2015 was out to kill me because I kept, like, having the dumbest accidents and stuff. Like, not, like, anything life-threatening, really, but... For you, just the people you ran over. Right, all the people I killed. But, you know, uh, other than that, you know, it was just, uh... But uh, the body count is down this year so far, so I feel like it's it's off to a better start. What kind of accidents were you having? Uh, just, it literally, like, I'd be changing the cat box and drop it, and crap would go all over my floor. Oh, that's a shitty situation. Literally, yes. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> I know. We're just full uh, of the puns today, we folks. We are punny. We just lost at least a dozen listeners yeah, right there. Yeah, people were just like, and that was the <laughs> straw that broke the camel's cat box. There was probably about 20 or 30 of our regular listeners that were on the fence at Key. Yeah, they were already, We yeah. just kicked them off the We edge. should really have like a real-time counter that shows like how, <laughs> how depressingly <laughs> low our numbers are going or high. One where we talk about Emma Stone or Emma Watson. Off the go. Oh, man. Which I want to thank our listeners. We actually had on our on our Facebook page for our last podcast with John Nellick talking about the Golden Globes. Yeah. We used a picture of the Emmas. Uh, you used the most unflattering picture of Emma Watson ever, by the way. Hey, I, I use what came The debate me. that came out that. of that. I know, right? Was just less like, everyone was like, man, Emma looks like a troll. I'm like, well, which one? But uh <laughs> But yeah. honestly, that's like the best picture of Emma Stone and Emma Watson. They were just like, probably like, hey, Emma. And they both turned and one of them was ready and the other one wasn't. And <laughs> it was just uh, sad. Yep. But yeah, they're, they're, she's she's much prettier than people give her credit for in that picture. It's true. But I do want to thank our, our listeners, those, those of you that chimed in on that conversation on the Facebook post. I was entertained reading it. It was wildly interesting. It's yeah, true. It was fun. Uh, even though I felt that Emma Watson was not represented correctly. Hey, you know what? Speaking of that, yes, you won the Golden Globes. Or I, I did. Yes, you won the Golden Globes thing. I, I forgot what your award show it was because there's so many there this time so of year. There are so many. It's true. But so you got to uh, you got to put a picture of Emma Watson up as the cover picture, mm. and you were delegated this task. Mm-hmm. Our producer said, "Brian, find a hot picture of Emma Watson that you want to put up on the on the Facebook page, right?" I yes, that is right. And did you do it? No, because I wanted to hear you say that I won the Golden Globes again. <laughs> I just like to hear you say that I won things. Yeah, they ended up coming to me. I got to pick the picture, so I. Oh, I what is it? Actually, I haven't. You haven't even yet. looked at our page. What's the I didn't look you? at it. This, I've been busy this week, but apparently, I, I didn't get to look at it. Yeah. You you were delegated the easiest task in the world. Can you go look at hot pictures of Emma Watson? And you just couldn't get that done. It was a busy week. I, that's how busy <laughs> my week was. I could not look at hot pictures of Emma Watson. I almost went with the one where she's doing that tongue thing from that movie, but I I went with the it just basically a 
opposed photo shoot type picture. She looks she looks good in it. Okay, the well, long as she looks better than that one. Go picture check we had. out the page. I will have to go look at it and see now. All of our listeners have. I don't know why you haven't. Has anyone? Com- I'm gonna go comment on it and say this. This is the photo. Actually, no, nobody has commented on that yet. You could you could see because they like first. ugly pictures. Yeah, they, they do like ugly pictures. Everyone wants it. Well, that's that's how that's how the world is. I mean, people uh, even the media. You know, it's like. You, you only want to highlight the bad stuff, the negative stuff. If it's just kind of bleh, you don't even talk about it. It's true. If Emma Stone looks good, who cares? Right. You know? Except I do. I was looking at her and she's smoking. So I watched I watched Birdman the other again the other night and uh, I was like, man, she's good in that. Though my a lucky bastard, my man. significant other was like, does she supposed to look like a crack whore? And I was like. Kinda. Yes, in this movie, yes, she is. Yeah, she and is. she even looks like a really attractive crack whore, like really good looking. So, cheers to Emma Stone for that as well. Beautiful Emma's. Yeah, you know what? Even though she looked like a crack whore, and well, and kind of, you know, she was a drug addict in that movie. I still say that Emma Stone is the superior Emma, and that is what was also represented on our Facebook page with those comments. Given the worst photo of Emma Watson ever. Yeah, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, you know, you break Kobe Bryant's arm. It's weird. It's like the Lakers can't win or something. But uh, speaking of Facebook, <laughs> uh, you made a very erudite post on Facebook about uh, how um, news media can present stories in two different ways in the same way that you presented two different Emmas. Correct. Yeah. Uh, I actually, uh, you since you posted that, uh, I've actually been sort of going around collecting. Uh, Emmas? Th- oh, man, I wish. I have a dog named Emma, but you do. That's, You've started that's, an interesting that I guess collection. that's the Emma collection start. <laughs> I really dropped the ball on the rest of the Emmas, but uh, but Emma yeah. will pick it up and bring it back to you. That's she will. She will. Emma will do that. She's a good dog. Uh, I just want to say that I I did not name my dog after Emma Watson. Uh, it's not. Was something. it after Emma Stone? It was actually actually I got my dog before either one of them were really very famous. So she's a very old dog, in a good way. But uh, anyway, so which Emma did you name her after? We we just picked the name Emma. We just liked the name. Did you watch the show Friends when it was on, when it was new episodes? Nope. Mm. Never watched Friends. I know. I'm like the only person in my generation who didn't watch Friends. Kind of, sort of. I'm unfriendly. What can I say? <laughs> but uh, so I, I came across, in my search of stories, headli- how headlines can change a story, I came across recently, and, and we talked, you and I had an entire Ferguson podcast earlier about- We did. Uh, uh, Hilarious stuff. Oh, it was a knee show. slapper for sure. Yeah. Um, but recently there was a uh, there was video released of a shooting that happened on December 30th in Bridgetown, New Jersey, uh, in which a two African American guys got pulled over and one of them got shot when he was coming out of the car with his hands in the air, and a, uh, a police officer shot him. And this is how uh, Fox News. It's, it's a video. That's video, by the way. They have video of the guy coming out of the car with his hands up, gets shot by the police Th- officer. So it was a dash cam or was it a cell phone video? It was dash cam. Okay. Dash cam off the cop car. Um, they just really it happened on December 30th. They just released the, the I got like, like like two days ago. Anyway, here's the Fox News headline about it. Dashboard camera video appears to show man killed by New Jersey police raising his hands. Okay. Mm, okay. CNN. Police warn man, then shoot him dead. Seriously? Those are the two headlines. Uh, my favorite was the L.A. Times. Video of New Jersey police shooting fuels debate on use of force. Now, see, that's a news headline to That me. is. That one doesn't take one side or the other. It doesn't say appears and we're going to and, the, and it, it, it doesn't backtrack away from it, nor does it thrust it upon you like they killed this guy. It said this fueled some debate, which is precisely what it did. So uh, 
anyway, that w- that was a, a fantastic way in which I've noticed that uh, the good old Fox News and CNN always th- that's but those are the two I go to. Honestly, you don't really see it like MSNBC. I suppose does it a little bit, um, and it depends on on uh, basically it depends on the news media outlet you're reading it from. But it it is hilarious how I mean it obviously sad about the the actual news. Right, but the way it's presented from those two is just scarifyingly hilarious. <laughs> those are words I'm making up right now. Now, the shooting that you're that you're describing, though, yes, an interesting take on this. If it gets any, you know, any more media coverage, That's right, is that it wasn't. It's it shouldn't be a race thing anymore. That's true. Uh, well, I, to me, it never was. I, I've well, never right. landed on the side that. I mean, yes. I'm sure there are people to me, the more important story about, let's say the Michael Brown shooting wasn't that it was a white cop shooting a black kid. Obviously that is race is going to play into it because they are different races. But to me, it was always more about was he justified in killing this kid? Right. That's what the, and that's to me, that's the story with the Eric Garner in New York and the Tamil rice thing in, in Cleveland. Mm -hmm. And now this in Bridgetown, New Jersey, it's always comes back to me is our police just pulling the trigger way too quick on people. And, you know, obviously in some parts of the country they are. Right. Uh, some police. Right. Like some police. Obviously not every. The well-trained cops that are out there aren't, you know. But but there's obviously members of the police force that are maybe don't pull that trigger so quick. But, mm. you know, at the same point, you have to respect them from the backgrounds they're coming from. I'd love to see a respect. And I haven't read any reports on this, so I'm I just positing. If anybody knows anything about this, send send it my way, please, because I would love to know how many veterans we have on a police force, veterans that have seen combat mm. that are now working on a police force, because I would think that would affect you as a uh, – not not all of them, but that has to bear some brunt to how you would approach right. working as a policeman right. coming back from, let's say, Iraq or Afghanistan. And it's not to – not we're and not making the generalization or assumption that it, that it, that it – it would be a negative for you on the police force. Sure, no, I think it would be great for, for quite a few things. But, I mean, if you've got a guy who has PTSD and he has right. a gun and he's in a situation where other people have guns, he's going to react differently than someone that doesn't have PTSD. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, and not saying it, that that does, I'm not trying to land one way or the other on, on our veterans or our police force. I'm just saying, what is the psychological impact? Has there been a study done on that? Mm. And what, if, if there is, if there is, let me know, because I, I don't know. I'd be interested to see. And, you know, I was talking earlier about uh, the Ferguson issue and w- to me that it was always a use of force. Uh, more so than a race thing. More th- so than a race thing. Uh, and recently they also, the other thing that I saw in the news was the federal investigation of uh, of the Ferguson issue. They after, after the trial on a state level where they found the cop innocent, it goes to the federal level and the federal, right. you know, uh, the attorney general's office comes and looks at it. And they've decided they're not going to bring any charges against the cop because they don't see enough evidence that the cop acted improperly. Right. I think anytime there is because, you know, because there has been it's it's starting to go out, but there has been debate going on ever since the Ferguson stuff. The the, the whole race issue was brought up and really brought to the foreground, mm. as well as talking about police brutality and excessive force. And every time that and I, I think you'll agree with me, every time that conversation is, is brought up. It seems like anybody that is that is strongly arguing against the police, or strongly arguing that that, that that it was a racially motivated thing, that there's race issues, and that you know that that minorities are being persecuted by the police. The one thing that I keep hearing lumped in with everything else is Mike Brown. You guys should let that one go. As far as backing up your story, 
all of the governing justice departments that could look at this have officially no. looked at it and gone, no, the cop was right in this one. I say that because not to say, let it go, it's a non-issue. I'm literally saying... When you're trying to make your case, you use evidence. Yes. The evidence isn't there in the Mike Brown shooting because, and, and there are many people have said it's not. There's plenty of evidence in the Eric Garner, the Tamil Rice, and now in this Bridgetown, New Jersey thing. Exactly. There's way, there's video there's way better now, options and, and cases that they should be citing over instead of the Ferguson one. Because there are situations that back up where they're coming from. Oh, yeah. There's, there's, there, weirdly enough, there's, there's shoot, the, the, there almost isn't a day that goes by where I don't look online and see a story about cops using an excessive force in some part of the country. Right. And it's obviously, it's in, in each case, you're reading an initial report, which, like I said earlier when we were talking, I mean, way back in the podcast days when we were talking about the Ferguson thing, mm-hmm. when I said, I'm going to wait and hear what the grand jury, I want to see the evidence of the grand jury. In every case, you have to wait and hear the evidence. Right. I mean, in this Bridgetown, New Jersey case, it really does appear that the guy comes out of the police cruiser, or not kind of the police cruiser, he comes out of his own car with his two hands. <laughs> he was in the cop car. No wonder the they car. shot him. No wonder. Yeah, uh, that'll get you. Um, but no, he comes out of the car with his hands in the air, mm. and he gets shot. I mean, that's what I saw on the dash cam video that I watched. And, I mean, but at the end of the day, I'm going to wait until I hear all of the facts. Right. Initially, though, I have to say it does not look good for the police in this case. Right, exactly. So, uh, but, but again, uh, so you see all these stories, and the thing that gets to me is there was this huge outcry over the Ferguson thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's I mean, the issue is still present. It's still in the news cycle, but it's like people just don't care as much anymore. Like, I'm not hearing about marches anymore. Right. Like I'm not hearing about like, like, what happened? Did we just like I feel like if, if this was the 60s and Martin Luther King was like, you know, I have a dream. And we were like, yeah, six months from now, we'll forget about it. And, you know, whatever. But like, if it's an issue, then it's an issue. Mm. Uh, but it's just weird that the media is kind of just like, eh, whatever, we moved on. I know, and if that's and that's why I wonder if is that you think? Do you think that's happening because this one won't be able to be labeled as a race issue because it was a black cop shooting a black man? I think it partly is that, and partly it's less divisive because you have more clear evidence. If like many people, I remember when we were talking about Ferguson, a lot of people said, you know, the case for why cops should wear body cameras. If there was video of this, there wouldn't be a story here. You right. know. There were people that said that quite a, quite a bit. I think I even mentioned something like, "Hey, if you had video, if this cop had been, if if the cop in the Mike Brown uh, shooting had 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 a, a, a camera on him, mm. there would wouldn't have been a story." But instead, there was an opportunity for controversy to arise, and the right. media latched onto that and was like, "We are going to get so many views exactly. from people who want to argue and get mad and scream and be heard," because that's essentially what the news has become. I mean, it, right. it, it's it not even not, news anymore. Yeah, it's not. It's not news anymore. It's a chance for you to have your opinion validated and scream on their on the Fox News or CNN message boards or on your Facebook feed about how this you're right and this is and everyone else is wrong. And yep. that's that's not news anymore <laughs> at that point to me. Like it's just like you know, like what what is that? That's in infotainment at mm. that point. It is it is is people telling you, hey. You know how you've always suspected that black people are fucking crazy? You're right. Or you know how you've always suspected that the police are out to get you? You're right. Like exactly. both sides present either side. And it's like neither side of that is true. Exactly. And that and that's something that we've tried to make sure that we've laid out there as well for our listeners is that we're we're not saying one side of the media is right and the other one's wrong. We're mm. saying that the way it's being presented to our society across the board is just wrong. When I have to go to BBC Right, a con- a news that happens outside of my country, 
to hear an un, uh, at least sort of unbiased opinion. Mm. Or weirdly enough, and this one absolutely blows my mind. My brother put me onto these guys. Al Jazeera actually does a pretty when reporting about stuff in the Middle East, you kind of got to take it with a grain of salt. But when they report about America, weirdly enough, they're pretty impartial because they don't really have a, uh, a for lack of a better word, a dog in the fight. You know, they they don't they don't care. Right. You know, so they tend to just report the facts. Like person got shot, may have been wrong. <laughs> right. like, uh, okay, thank you. That's all I really needed to know. I didn't need to hear cops warn man, then shoot him dead. Right. Police warn man, then shoot him dead. Or dashboard camera video appears to show man. No, it doesn't appear to show the man. It shows the man getting shot. Right. Fox News. The guy got shot. Yeah, it is. It is interesting that that you've got one side that refuses to report anything that might possibly vilify a police officer. Mm. And then you've got one side that refuses to do anything but make sure that they're phrasing it in a way to vilify the police oh, officer. To the flip side, I mean, you look at the way CNN presented the Mike Brown thing, they spent the whole time being like, this monstrous police officer who probably eats black babies on his days off shot this poor, young, unarmed, lonely black teenager who was simply smoking a cigar. He like just wanted a hug, and the officer shot him. Yeah, it's I mean, it's, it's literally either side of anything there. Speaking of the way that both sides of the media covers things, if you didn't see the whole thing, I'm sure you must have at least seen this bit of it. Uh, the State of the Union address, do you know where I'm going with this? I didn't see anything about it. I have not looked at oh, the State so of the Union Oh, so you haven't heard this. Heard nothing about it. President Obama, at one point, towards the end, says, I'm not up for any more elections, hmm. or I have no more elections to win. Right. By the way, up until this point, as all State of the Unions, with all presidents, not just Obama, it was this way with every president before him that mm. they've started at least to televise them so we can know this happens. They make a point, they they hit they hit a uh, buzzword or whatever in their speech, and there's applause from the from the the crowd. Yes. And as it's been more and more and more in recent years, it is incredibly divided, and so you have your Democrats applauding, and the Republicans sitting there looking like they have been drugged to church by their grandma and they just want to go play video games. It's always great to watch like the pres I, I've watched the last State of the Union and I just enjoy watching Joe Biden with his goofy grin applauding like crazy. Yeah. And then John Boehner sits on the other side frowning. Yeah. And then if the other you know, if, if somebody makes a point the other way, John Boehner's like, Yay and Joe Biden's like mm, grouchy. Yeah. Um but so so it had been a it had been a night of Republicans just, you know, basically sitting there pouting, going, you know, we're, we hate you. We're not going to even even if you're saying something that makes sense and it might be good for the economy or the country, we can't support it because you're they not They sat there side. quietly cursing Mitt Romney, those poor who's. There needs to be a Dr. <laughs> Seuss novel about that. Right. But um, but so he when he makes the comment uh, that he has no more elections to win or he's not up for any more elections or anything like that, whatever the phrase exactly it was, it was along mm. those lines. Sure. That got applause from the Republicans, <laughs> and th followed by laughter. They were actually laughing at him because they clearly felt that he just set himself up to be mocked by them because they were they were literally going, "Hey, thank God, yeah, you're not thank here God anymore. He's not running anymore." He really quick on the floor. He sat there and he let the laughter happen for a few seconds, and then he very smartly said, "I know because I want them both." I, I really enjoy that this has turned in our, our Congress and State of the Unions are now a roast. Right, it Essentially is. Essentially, it's it a is. roast. And uh, I have my own personal views on it that I choose not to share on from this from this perspective on the show because mm. I'd rather be as unbiased as I can. But I will say that I have not seen, I don't remember, I remember in the media, I do remember hearing uh, a lot and seeing a lot of evidence of how Bush was an incompetent 
idiot and he got us into situations that cost us a lot of money and and put us into the economy crisis that we've been sure. recovering out of but i don't remember anybody actually in those formal settings saying or doing anything like that what i do remember is during one of obama's earlier speeches during either his first term or something i think it was around when he was trying to pass obamacare and whatnot oh, you yeah. had somebody yell out you liar. lie yeah. Yeah, or a liar or something and it's like it's you know what even if that's your honest belief even if it's not just a political pouty bullshit thing mm. that is not the that's not the realm to do it there's just certain decorum that everybody that's an elected official that, at that level no matter what side you're on is expected to uphold right and so i don't remember seeing there was an article written uh, by a canadian uh, a year or two ago that actually talked about how our current president so it was about obama our current presidency is receiving more public disrespect than any other elected official anywhere has ever received. And like to the point where it's, they, they were writing it, they're like, it's weakening the country of America. It is literally weakening your government, your democracy, because y you're, you're, you're acting like juvenile children towards each other. And nobody yeah. can, nobody can lead from that. Neither side can lead from that. I remember back in the nineties mm -hmm. because I'm an old, old man mm -hmm. and I can remember that long ago. Uh, my mother, who is a very right-wing person. Well, mm. she, she, I won't throw in the right wing, but she leans to the right she leans for the, the right. most part. Uh, she does actually do a pretty good job of trying to keep an open mind about most things, but she leans pretty heavily to the right. And uh, during the 90... Whenever Clinton was running her second office, okay. I remember she voted for Bob Dole and wanted Bob Dole, no matter how bad Bob Dole I was. I remember Bob Dole. Remember Bob Dole? Bob, Bob Dole. Dole. For those of you that are too young to remember Bob Dole, YouTube him. He was hilarious. Bob <laughs> he was Dole. the... That was the throwaway Republican candidate. Like, eh, Clinton's going to win. Just run whoever. I don't care. <laughs> they just ran Bob Dole. Bob anyway, Dole. my family, we campaigned for Bob Dole. Like, we went out and put, like, like flyers on doors and stuff. And my mom really wanted Bob Dole to win. And Bob Dole did not win. Bob what? Dole. Bob Dole did not win that election. Bob Bill Dole. Clinton won that election, and my mom was not happy. She disliked Mr. Clinton deeply. And uh, this was, of course, before the Lewinsky scandal hit, after which she had a different opinion. But I remember her specifically saying... Wait, 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 wait. We'll get back to this, but I have to... Her opinion of him got better after the... Worse. Oh, no. She oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, when you said it changed, I assumed like, I was like, she hated him until that Lewinsky thing, and then she was all she was about... like, well, you man. know, <laughs> guy clearly... Knows how to be with a lit. No, that's not what my mother thought. Okay, so sorry. Uh, no, so that, that was when she just went on and was like, no, forget this guy. Okay. But uh, after the election, she said, well, we are the United States of America, and I got to stand behind him. He's the president, so he's our president. You know what? I actually remember hearing something like that come from either a teacher of mine around that time period or or maybe even one of my parents. Uh, like that, That is... That yeah. that mentality used to be what we had. I used to remember. For some reason, Obama doesn't get that. Like no, Clinton it, it got get, it. He gets not our, not my president. Yeah, like the no Obama nation. All these no awful Obama. things that they throw at him. And I'm just like, I remember when Bill Clinton, who was far more liberal than Obama, by the way. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. if you really look at Obama's policies, they're actually very middle of the road. I will say though, Clinton was amazing for the economy. He did do good things for the economy. Though, now looking back on it, I kind of wish he'd regulated it a tad more, and maybe in 2008 it wouldn't have crashed so hard, but that's another story for another time. I, also have, my own, I also have my own beliefs on what might have caused that other than just not having enough regulations. I there, think. Oh, there's, there was there's, a lot of stuff that happened in, in yeah. the next presidency that Yes, there was a lot of that. Money. It, there was there that that 2008 crisis was thanks to Reagan, Clinton, first Bush, and second Bush. We all had a finger in that pie, but... uh. 
But anyway, um, so I but I remember her being positive about it. Me like, well, you know, we got to back him. He's our president, mm. and I just don't get that anymore off Obama. Like, I just like, why is he different? It, I, maybe it's a race thing. I don't know. Everybody doesn't want to make it a race thing that I hear. Anytime you bring up to a Republican, by the way, you don't like him because he's black. They're like, no, don't you dare play the race card. And I'm like, yeah, well, what is it then? I've because been pri- every I've time been privy to conversations where where he's literally referred to just by his race. I know for a fact in some some sects it's got to be it's, in some it's, areas. It is it is definitely race related in some areas. Yeah, for in sure. A, in others it's it's not. It's it's the idea of it's the idea of, you know, taking away my money and my things to give to those other people that aren't working for them type right. thing. Yeah. Which on one level selfishly I get. Oh, sure. I don't want I, don't I also I also have uh, you know, my my bit of a Christian upbringing also reminds me that you know, we're supposed to share with those less fortunate. So, that is that know. is pretty much the one thing Jesus was like, hey, treat others the way you want to be treated. Yeah. And I know that if I was down on my luck and addicted to smack, I would hope someone would help me. You right. Know? So that's why I, when we vote to give tax money to help people on drugs, I'm like, yeah, you should, because uh, they're clearly less fortunate than you. If right. you were on drugs... You'd want someone to help you too. Not to say there aren't people that milk the system, because there are. Oh, sure. There are definitely people that abuse it. Yeah, happens. But I do think we'd be a lot worse off if if it goes away. Well, and the I, the one that gets me with the the system one is the amount of money we spend on welfare in this country is infinitesimally small compared to other things. We sp- you want to talk about where that money's? Oh, that money's getting thrown down the drain. Yeah, but it's not that much of our budget. Mm-hmm. Like obviously, we don't want to make it a bigger part of the budget because people don't want to help people or. Or they just don't want to. They don't want to give up their own. They don't want to give up their own to people that they perceive as freeloaders. And some of them are. Hey, sure. I get the frustration with that for sure. But at the same time, I have to backtrack and say, "Eh, this book called the Bible. Wow, we're getting religious on this one. But anyway, uh, we're breaking all of our rules. I got. I got to say, I was raised Christian, and I still identify pretty largely Christian. Uh, Oh yeah, I'm I'm not a fan of organized religion because that's where you seem to get a lot of the judgment Mm -hmm. stuff that the Bible says not to do. Right. Um, but I absolutely, yeah, we've talked about this. I, you know, I definitely, I, I, I use a lot of the, the guidelines, values and morals as far as how to treat people. Oh yeah, I, I, I literally, the best part of the Bible to me is when Jesus said, they asked him flat out, what are the, what are the two commandments we should obey? Lord. I love that they called him Lord, by the way. It's just like, Hey Lord, like what's up Lord? How's it going Lord? Was he a pop singer? He was <laughs> he such good hits. Anyway, um, there were some people that mistakenly called him Lordy. It was awkward. It was weird. It was weird for a while, but they got over it. Um, <laughs> anyway, after we've blasphemed him, uh, any of you still listening <laughs> who do identify as Christian, uh, I my favorite part of the Bible is when j- they, they come to him and they say, what are the best two commandments? What are the what, I mean, if, if we only had to choose two, if you had to pick two, what are your desert island uh, commandments, God, if you had to have just two? And he says, uh, love your neighbor as yourself and love your God before all of but, but love the Lord your God. Oh, Those are the two. I That's it. I would have thought murder. Well, I mean, I think the thing the thing they're all those, pretty big that that pretty much love your neighbor as yourself means unless you're down with killing yourself, don't kill your neighbor, though. Then suddenly you run into that. Well, what if I'm suicidal? What do I do then? Can I kill my neighbor? Cause, yeah. But then I didn't. Ki- I guess. Whoa. Smart on that one, Jesus, because if you kill yourself, you can't kill other people. So therefore you do have to love your neighbor as yourself. That's my lesson that I just learned today. What if they just do them first and then kill themselves? Well, that doesn't count because you're not treating your neighbor as yourself because you didn't do it to yourself first. Oh, uh, okay. See? So you could you're never a be a killer. Man, you no could ma- never be a killer. No matter what anybody says, you're a smart man. Uh, you're welcome, all those theology majors that listen to our show. <laughs> the many of you that have stuck with us through all of the poop jokes. Thanks. <laughs> and by the way, 
Brian pointed out, we got we've gotten a little religious just now, and we've definitely gotten into more of our. That's like as religious as we've ever gotten on this show. Oh, absolutely. But we've also d- d- uh, been touching on the race topics and a lot of a lot of the more more serious stuff in the news it's that's going show. on. So I just want to I just want to reiterate to any of maybe of our new listeners or some of our listeners that have forgotten, we are one hundred percent open to hearing your guys' input. By the way, if there's something that you guys want to ask us or let us know. If we're upsetting you in some way, or if you have a, just a differing viewpoint, we would not mind uh, sharing that on the show. Hit us up. Uh, you know, you can email us at downstairsneighborsband at gmail dot com. Or we have a Facebook page precisely for this reason. It we certainly do. wasn't to put pictures of us up there because that's true. I'm hideous looking, really, da- in real life. Just and, search uh, downstairs neighbors on Facebook or at facebook dot com slash downstairs neighbors will get you to us as well. And post a rant on there. That's Absolutely. what that's what Facebook's for, really, as far as I can tell anymore. Yeah. You go on and you rant against your friends' stupid opinions that you totally and, disagree with. And it's not gonna hurt our feelings. We want we want your guys' input. And if you're trying to hurt our feelings, it'll totally hurt our feelings. So you should do it. Just yeah. do it. But what I was trying to get to though with the State of the Union thing. Oh yeah, back to that. After yeah. we've wandered off into now God. that you took us to Sunday school. Amen. Amen, brother. <laughs> back to that State of the Union. And I, I do hope our listeners know we're really we're not trying to be dis- if any of this is coming off as upsetting or disrespectful, it's not at all our intention. We're just trying to be humorous as we talk about real serious shit. But talking about the State of the Union, I was in a position to see the State of the Union happen on Fox News. Mm. So I was in a position. Do they have a scroll? I'm just curious. Do they have a scroll along the bottom rebutting everything he says as he <laughs> says it? It's like the crawl suddenly becomes, this is not true. This man eats babies. This man. <laughs> no, they, they generally, the, the crawl is, is unrelated stuff. The headlines they pop up are generally, yeah, they're. They're, they're related to other things. Yeah. So it's not like VH1s. Like, you remember the, the pop video, video pop-ups? Where like, I, that'd be awesome. I would watch it oh on Fox God, News we if they had like little rebuts. Boop, boop. things like popping up to tell you that Obama's an idiot or something. Oh, that would be kind of entertaining. But so I I was in a position to see the Fox News reaction to it, and of course they jump on the fact that it was a classless move by the president. He showed no, you know, classless, showed no class, immature, sophomoric, blah, 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 blah. And that 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 was their take on it. I have since seen everyone else's take on it, it seems. Uh, coming across my Facebook feed, coming across uh, what I've seen on CNN and whatnot, because I actually do try and tune in to both. Sure. Because, like we pointed out, they're both saying the opposite shit about the same stuff. Yes. So it's almost entertaining at this point to me in a sad way to be able to go, okay, how are you going to spin this? How are you going to spin this? But uh, every you know everything else I was seeing was taking the, the stance of, you know, President Obama was, was, met, with, was met with rude reactions and uh and inappropriate behavior during a state of the union address see how he swiftly handled it uh and one of them was like like a boss and i was just <laughs> i mean it was but it was funny to me because in my opinion i i thought it was brilliant because mm. whether or not he was expecting them to react that way to his comment i think you know i think he was making a point of i'm not i don't have any more elections to win i'm not here i'm not going to make any empty promises or anything i'm going to spend the rest of my time doing what I think is right and trying to d- get stuff done. That's what I think the point he was probably going towards. Right. So the fact that he was interrupted, yeah, I will say I guess I have a liberal quote-unquote viewpoint on this because I I side with this I side with the folks that say good on Obama for having the response. I think you're probably the more saner version by saying mm. it is sad that our state of the union turned into this from both sides. 
so that's sure. that's fair. I I land. I every time something like that happens, I hear the voice of my grandfather in my head, which is strange because he's been dead since two thousand nine. But that, does he tell you to kill people and burn things? He doesn't. Not yet. Mostly, he tells me to smoke my pipe a lot and drink good beer, which I like that. So. Uh, he, that's the same stuff he was telling you when you were a kid sitting on his lap. Weirdly enough, yeah, it's very yeah. similar. Hey, here's a Miller Lite. Does, can I give it? No? All right, fine. No cigarette for you. Get out of here. <laughs> but no, my grandpa was, uh, he fought in Korea and Vietnam, and he was a very, uh, he was very civic-minded. He served on the city council. Um, you know, when he retired, he just basically became a troll to the city council. So I think like, <laughs> he'd just go in and be like, I don't know, I just like to mess with him. You know, uh, so but but beyond that, he was always very civic minded about his government. And he believed that if you support your government, you know, if you if you if you complain about the government, you better be involved in it or else shut up, which is why I don't really <laughs> I should really be better about that. Anyway, <laughs> uh, one of the things he always used to tell me, uh, particularly later, a few years before he passed away. I remember him talking about how the the electoral process in America has was just a sham anymore because he said it's a popularity contest. Right. And it's moments like that when I hear, oh, ho, ho, we laughed at Obama because he said this. And then Obama's like, oh, but I said this. And it's like, you guys realize you sound like a freaking like high schoolers. You're high schoolers at this point. You're you're immature. Both both sides. Yep. Like, uh, both sides are, like, where is the dignity of the president presidency anymore, and where is the dignity of Congress anymore? They're both kind of out. I actually wondered myself, if he hadn't had a response, you know, what what would Fox News have said then? Because in my head, I just envisioned them just going off about how, oh, ho, ho, we got one over on the president. He was too stupid. He, he didn't even know what to say. Right. So it was it was a it was a you-can't-win situation, you know? No, there's there's no way out of that. A, it's, and, and I'd love to say that this is, uh, it's... American politics have always been, you know, they used to have fights in the Senate floor back mm. in the 1800s. So it's they not like. They should bring that shit back. Right? C SPAN would be watched a lot more. So much more better. Like, there was literally a guy named Charles Sumner who, during the anti slavery debate before the Civil War, clubbed a guy with mm. a cane on the Senate floor. Can you imagine the cross promotion with, like, UFC or WWE with C SPAN if that shit could go on? Do you imagine how many more wrestlers from the UFC would get elected to Congress? <laughs> like, all right, we're sending one guy who's the brains and one's the brawn, okay? <laughs> I like C-SPAN because uh, it is definitely the most non-political coverage you get out of any of the news networks. That's they true. just show you what's going on. It's And it's boring. It's surprising <laughs> yeah. how boring our world oh. actually can be if it's not, if we're not being, like, you know, sensationalized by the media. Yeah, oh, man, if you if you just look at the way government actually works, it's dull as dishwater. It is. <laughs> it, yeah, it's completely but, boring. But well, I guess it makes it, that's why they, that's why they got to make up the stuff they make up, both sides. I mean, yeah. CNN well, does it and Fox News. Yeah. They, they all make up stories, and one they, is they're going to get in trouble. They, uh, they have. What? They have, uh, you create so much controversy that at some point you hit uh, where you just lie to create controversy, right. and they did that. Recently, with uh, we talked about the Charlie Hebdo attacks. Yes, uh, they were covering that Fox News, and they made a comment that there were places in Europe that were no-go zones for police officers because the Muslims were so extreme in Europe. Really, which is absolute and utter bullcrap. And everyone in Europe started ridiculing Fox News, and the city of Paris is making plans to go ahead and sue Fox News. Oh, no. Yeah. The mayor of Paris came out and said, well, when y you've slandered our city, there are no places our police don't go. And it's true. Like, like Muslims in Europe 
are Muslims that fled the Middle East because it was getting too weird. <laughs> so they are not partisan. They are not violent. Are there bad eggs among them? Of course there are. But the police go and arrest those bad eggs right. typically if they get a chance to. So this this blatant lie that they told. And it wasn't just about Paris. I don't know what's going to happen. But I remember they made the comment. Uh, they actually they, they, they actually have issued a retraction. Fox News came out and said, we apologize. We were wrong. But, I mean, how many times can you do that? Like, it's you, know, you can't slander somebody and then just be like, oh, yeah, sorry. You know, I can't be like, did you know that uh, Seth likes to piss on veterans? He does. They come off the plane, he just hey, wheeze on I'm going to sue you. I retract it. See? Okay, I won't sue you now. There we go. But that's not how it works, sadly. Oh. <laughs> you, c- you could, I mean, you could technically still sue me because I, I said something that was blatantly untrue about you. I had no evidence of it, which they didn't. That was the hilarious thing is all of this came because Fox had a pundit on who was telling telling Fox the Fox News anchors in no uncertain terms that there were places in Manchester, which is a city in the uh, United Kingdom, you can't go. The police won't go there. I like that you were saying that just to clarify, but in my head, I literally felt like you felt that you had to tell me that. I I, I was doing <laughs> it. I was doing it because as I as as we talked about on our, our yeah, first know, podcast of the we're year, the Barney show, we're the educational show now. So anyway, they they made these statements about Manchester that you couldn't go there because the Muslims are too extreme, and literally the city of Manchester was like, "What the hell are you talking about?" And it, it, I gotta say, as an American, it embarrasses me. Like I'm I'm ashamed of of the fact that 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 got said about i mean that's everyone likes to make it seem like well the rest of the world just hates us because we're so awesome now they hate us because we lie about them and say dumb crap like that (laughs) that's why they hate us yeah there's more to it but that's not helping and so i get a little embarrassed when somebody at fox news decides to shoot their mouth off or cnn or whoever decides to shoot their mouth off about something blatantly untrue that they don't fact check and now the city of paris is going to sue one of our news organizations for literally being too stupid that's really funny that's yeah at the end of the day it's hilarious but i i really hope they go through with it i really hope they take fox news to court because that was blatantly untrue and a lie that would be interesting and i would love to see how fox news covers that because i don't think they'd be allowed to <laughs> I'd, yeah they'd have to <laughs> shut up about it for one <laughs> oh man can you imagine the field day that cnn then would have with the story about fox news getting sued and fox News can't do anything about it there is not a dry pair of pants in at, at CNN headquarters right now, they've all just jizzed themselves <laughs> with joy over this moment. They're like, "Oh God, did you? Oh God, yeah, I did." Oh, the, the water cooler is just constant orgasms. You're right. It's it, that sort of thing. The lawsuit sort of thing that it it has to happen because we've gotten to the point, or not we, we we have come out of the gate saying we're here for humor and entertainment, uh, yes. and we we will we will talk about even rumors. So we're not trying to tell you anything is fact unless. You know, I come up with it, and it's about Hollywood, in which case, then it becomes fact. Right. But it's like social media, Twitter, Facebook, and everything yeah. dictates, actually, what these cable, at least the cable news networks, what they're putting out there uh, to the people. It's, you know, it's like, are people tweeting about it? Are people talking about it? Because if they're not, they're not going to cover it. Which Don't give a crap. Like the uh, the Jersey the Jersey shoot, Bridgetown shooting you were just talking about. Yep. I, I didn't know about that till you told me about it. It's not all over Has Twitter. not trended on Twitter. You know what actually has been trending on Twitter, hmm. which is kind of a funny comment now that I know that because you said that shooting happened, what, December 30th? Yeah. Oh, and then the video came out a couple of th- er, yesterday, day before yesterday. Okay. So the video and so the video just recently came out. I haven't seen anything on Twitter about that. People are tweeting more about Bill Belichick's balls mm-hmm. than they are about potentially an innocent man being shot by a cop. Right. 
No, the the thing that we all so deeply cared about back in October has been replaced with balls. Yeah. And whether they're firm enough. Yeah, and, 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 and were, the, were the balls meddled with? Right. Did someone touch the balls? Did somebody tweak the balls? Did they did they let some air did did the cold affect the balls? Yeah, yeah. Did, was, uh, did, did the they did they shrink because it was too cold? Are, uh, were the balls manipulated in such a way that they were eas- more easily handled? Did the Colts get the shaft? Or was it just the balls? That's a lot of ball jokes we just did there. There were a lot of well, I mean I feel like we I feel like we beat it to death. We have definitely beaten it. We we beat it completely off topic. We've beaten it off. Yeah, it's it's beaten off it's, the topic. Been, it's been beaten off. I mean, I don't even think our listeners saw it coming. No, they didn't. Uh, it was a surprise, uh, as I'm sure it was to the Patriots, or not the Patriots, the Colts, when they got the balls in their hands mm-hmm. and they felt the balls. Right. And they noticed that Tom Brady's balls were soft. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Softer than they should be. Yeah, definitely. And they needed people needed to know how soft Tom Brady's balls were. And it's, it's <laughs> because that was an actual headline on Fox News. <laughs> Brady didn't know the balls were that soft. <laughs> Saw that headline. Uh, did the screenshot of it because I was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! Ah, did, this is the best he, did, news did story ever." Did he also ever. say something about the balls were perfect? Uh, yeah, they said uh, <laughs> Brady something about like, "Yeah, uh, Colts say the balls are perfect" or something. Uh, or, yeah, no, Colts say balls were deflated. Patriots say the balls were perfect. Yeah, <laughs> and I was just like. I've this got, story I've got, is so great. I've got one more, one more, one more dirty joke to throw out there, just just to be juvenile before we actually talk about what what we're talking about. Before the balls. Before before we actually discuss the the story here with the balls. Even for the Segway King, I gotta say, g- shifting from talking about police shootings to this NFL story, <laughs> it was really hard. Wow, you were really reaching. <laughs> <laughs> you were reaching around on that one. I was reaching around on that one. But yeah, no. It's the uh, everyone is concerned about the balls, and it's been all over the news. Balls are just everywhere. <laughs> it's freaking hilarious. Basically, what happened is in the Colts Patriots game, which by the way the Colts got completely dominated, thirty-five to yeah. seven. Yeah, I mean the Patriots, whether or not the balls were were deflated or not, they bent over the Colts and just had their way with them. They slapped those balls on them. They did. Basically, though, the the controversy has come out that. I guess each team has 12 balls to work with. Right? You can't even <laughs> you talk can't, about this You story. can't talk about it in a non-joking way. And they've been talking serious. about it seriously on every news outlet out there. Like, it's the most dire thing ever is, like, the balls were underinflated. And I'm just like, please keep saying balls <laughs> every time you say I'm laughing because I'm seven. But basically, yeah, each team has 12 balls that are checked by the officiating team. The officials thoroughly check the balls yeah, for they, they the pressure them, in the balls. The pressure, uh, make sure everything is okay. Turn They're supposed to cough. have 12 pounds of pressure or something. Something like that. Of and, balls. and I guess it was then, then they go back to the team. And so it, it's been found that, that, has it been found that they definitely did manipulate them or it's looking that way? Have they said anything yet? It came down to this. 11 of the 12 balls. <laughs> 11, uh, 11 of the 12 balls <laughs> that were on the Patriots sideline mm. w- had did not have as much air in that were two pounds light on the other side. Two pounds light of where they were supposed to be at. Which, um, which would make it easier for the quarterback to hold, throw, and, right. and deal with. Um, and so 11 of the 12 were. However, proving it is difficult. That, that um, I mean, Bill Belichick has come out and said that You'd have to ask Tom Brady. I'm quoting almost directly here. You'd have to ask Tom Brady about the balls because he's the one that handles them. <laughs> Bill, Belich- <laughs> Bill Belichick does not routinely touch the balls. He just videos it. He just likes to video the balls. <laughs> and the other team's balls. 
Yes. Uh, so, yeah, the, essentially, they can't prove beyond a reasonable doubt that he <laughs> meddled with the balls. <laughs> but I uh, am too immature to be having this conversation. I know. It's, it's, uh, that's the problem. Is this, if, if you can really just let yourself go into the balls humor, this, this is the best story ever. Oh, it's ever. the best thing to happen to the me- news media of any kind in a it, long time. Because it's all these serious anchors. Oh, God, I can't even go to Anyway, so... Essentially, what's probably going to happen is it looks it looks really bad for the Patriots, and they will probably get punished in some way. They're not going to get kicked out of the Super Bowl. No. I, my brother had a brilliant idea. He's like, what they should do is just replay the game in Indianapolis. That's how that should go down. It should be like, oh, you, you cheated. I mean, if they could prove beyond a shadow of a doubt that the Patriots did do this and cheated, they should have to replay the game in Indianapolis. And I was like, I don't know anybody that would be against that. We get another game of football. Yeah. Uh, for those of us that are enjoying football, I guess I kind of enjoy playoff football because it means something. But that Seattle Green Bay game was fantastic. That was a good. See, I that was, was a very good happy with that. There was a good, yeah, you would be thrilled. The Green, <laughs> Green Bay, but that was see, that was a brilliant game of football. That was exciting. Mm. So how 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 much there would be so the stakes would be so high and the balls would be checked so thoroughly. Oh my God! The, that it would be the eyes of America would be on those balls. Oh, the balls would be the as the balls flew through the air and were caught and were cradled in the people's hands. It would be the most exciting game of footballs ever uh <laughs> if they replay it so i was like man they should do that but they will not do that uh because the nfl probably couldn't sell the rights or something i, I don't know i will say and i'm curious to see if he actually gets any kind of fine or suspension or anything because uh yeah. but, this is the second time gronkowski uh actually tweeted about it um i think before before anything had been I- even marginally officially stated from the nfl just that this, this, this when it became when it first popped up as a rumor Right. Um, Gronkowski tweeted a picture of him spiking a ball after scoring a touchdown, and he made it a meme that basically said, warning may cause deflation. (laughs) (laughs) It was funny. That is funny. Gronkowski does love the balls. uh, Apparently not. He spikes them violently into the ground. He does spike them very violently. Um, But I think, you know, when your last name is Gronkowski, you have a... A A certain amount of rage built up. Right, and you have an obligation to live up to your last name of gronking that's true you wouldn't think oh my god can we call it when (laughs) if you you hit your balls on something can we call it (laughs) oh man i really gronked my balls yes yes that's a new thing now. that is a new thing so yeah gronk i i i feel like i feel like our producers should try and maybe edit together one of those fail montages when like remember the old 60s uh batman style where it was like pow yes we should just have gronk 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 (laughs) should be the noise that happens when you slam your balls into things too hard oh man i gronked my balls on that railing oh my god i got gronked oh i got gronked in the balls that there you go that's a new thing now don't even say gronked in the balls just got gronked got gronked always the balls got gronked nothing else gets gronked you can't gronk anything else no uh you can only gronk the balls so hard um until they're deflated by about two pounds (laughs) and then it's different (laughs) uh no uh it was an interesting thing on uh bleach report which is a uh a website that's not espn that talks about sports what i know uh, they have an app, and I use it on. Uh, I'm plugging you, Bleacher Report. You better send me some swag or something for free. A T-shirt that says "Gronk your balls" or something. Hey, anyway. feel free, feel free to help fund our show. I'm sure our producers wouldn't mind. It's true. Come on, come on, Bleacher Report. Uh, anyway, so I, I I have the Bleacher Report app, and it was interesting. One of their writers. I'm about to slam them, so never mind. <laughs> Chance there, gone. There goes our funding. Womp, uh, womp. One of their writers uh, wrote a article before the playoff game about how. Uh, before the Patriots Colts game. Before the Patriots Colts game, about how Belichick and Brady wouldn't shouldn't be defined by by Spygate, which happened back in two thousand seven, where they were caught filming other teams' hand signals. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and they were like the the guy's argument was the, you know it doesn't matter that they cheated they're they're a dynasty they're a really amazing you know they they put together great football teams all these things are true all these things are true and that's fine so the scandal comes out next morning the same guy writes an article about how I really think Belichick and Brady's uh, legacy is tainted now because of this scandal. And I'm like, geez, come on, Seriously, same guy? Same guy, within a 48-hour period, writes two articles completely, I guess the balls were too much for him. He just couldn't (laughs) handle those balls. They were too big, and the controversy about the balls was too big for him. He just rolled over on himself. Yeah, rolled over on him. (laughs) He gronked his balls. Gronked his balls. can't take this. Uh, and, and, but I just thought it was funny that he decided that these hall of fame coach and this hall of fame quarterback, and they are, I mean, Bill Belichick is a really good coach. Like that play where they threw it to the lineman or whatever. I don't know if you saw the game, but one of the touchdowns they got on the Colt was this really clever trick play where they wound up, they snuck one of their linemen in as an eligible receiver, threw the ball to him and he ran it in. That was a genius, tricky play. Well done, Bill Belichick. Chick. Can't say cheat. Uh, Anyway. So, yeah, the man cheats to win, but he is a Hall of Fame level coach. What do you do with that? Like, where's the legacy go with that? You know, so Brady is an amazing quarterback who has won three Super Bowls and holds all kinds of records, but he has shrunken balls. What do you do with that? You know, like, <laughs> I have to say, uh, just, <laughs> but I mean, in, in mild seriousness, that is an interesting question to post about how, where does the, le- how much does that affect their legacy? In your opinion, what do you think? I mean, does that, where does uh, as someone whose legacy of the bears is always defined because <laughs> they they don't cheat but apparently they should uh, right which is funny because as much as much, uh, as much corruption comes out of chicago we can't get that on right? fucking soldier field come on bears yeah anyway Let rom emmanuel be your general manager for a while or something <laughs> jeez come on um i i don't know it's like that's that is a good question i i think are you asking for my opinion or what I what I predict what opinion. I predict will happen for as far as as society's perception of it? You're both. Let's start with your opinion though. My opinion I I'm of the mindset that do the balls taint their n- legacy. No, I'm of the feeling that the 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 the, the limpness of the balls, the the lack of of firm balls mm. in that game was not enough to make up for the just ass pounding that the Colts took. Yes. The balls did not come into play. It was mostly run plays. I watched yeah, the game, I mean, and it was literally you know, they was ran, just running they, right over They them. ran a train on the Colts. Yeah. The, the balls weren't really in play there. The balls did not have much to much. do with it. There wasn't much taint. Right. And uh, and and Spygate, eh. first of all, just a real quick side note, if I'm able to, to do a quick tangent, which I ramble, so I probably won't. It'll be longer. This will be a two-hour show. But Spygate, Inflategate. I know it all stems from Watergate with Nixon. Mm. Did our... Society used that at all before Lewinsky Gate, or did it lay dormant for a couple decades until Lewinsky Gate brought it up? Mm, I don't know because I'm 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 kind of tired of everything being a something gate at this point. Right, like, I want something else desperately bad to happen that can take that over, so we can have some other word that we put with all of our controversies. I like ball spiracy. Ball sp- Ooh, yeah. Or a or yeah, it works better. I was gonna say cockspiracy works with conspiracy, but oh, but, 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 but cocks have nothing. That's just that's just vulgar and inappropriate. 
I would never about them. Yeah, we would show. never do that. But yeah, no, the gate thing is definitely. I, I think until some president fucks up worse than Nixon and gets his own scandal that's named Watergate, I think we're stuck with the gate thing. Which is funny. You'd think the Lewinsky thing could have got us there, but no, we got Lewinsky Gate. Nope, nope, Lewinsky Gate. So, but to answer your question, I don't think that the I don't think that the deflated balls played into the the Colts' loss as much. No, it, it wouldn't have made up for the their their lack of play. But I mean, I'm talking about like like the the man the. So the Patriots had that game won. They were the favorites to win that game. Mm. And they were the fa- they're always the favorites to win most games they're in because they're a really good football team. Yet right. somehow Bill Belichick still feels the need to pull this petty bullcrap. Mm. Does that taint his legacy? In my mind it does. I know it does in your mind. Uh in my mind it's it's an asterisk. So I guess yeah. on some level yeah, it taints it it's in some level but to the point of like they keep Pete Rose out of the baseball Hall of Fame. For what he did, yeah, I don't, I don't think it's like that sort of thing. I don't, I think Pete Rose should be allowed in at this point. I think enough time has gone by. Mm. That's just me. I'm also a gambler, but uh, <laughs> I was gonna say I, I disagree. I think Pete Rose is totally out. Um, out. If he gambled on his own games, that's one thing. But he didn't gamble on his own. He claims he didn't gamble on his own games. Yeah. So anyway, 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 for me, I say no. I, I think that I think that Tom Brady as an elite quarterback. I think the Patriots as a as a football dynasty, and I think Belichick as a strong head coach. I think that stands on its own, and what? I, so for me, no, it do, they don't bother me enough to take away from their legacy. For soci- what I predict from society's views, I think that you're going to get about eighty percent of the people just don't give a rat's ass. Right. Twenty percent of the people are either going to love or hate New England. And what you're going to have is either going to have people that are blind to it and will make excuses after excuses, and it will. Yeah, not they're called people from Boston. That's who's Boston. that's who's blind as hell to it. And then you're gonna guys get, from Southie. And but then the other the other the other uh, group of people is gonna be people that that hate the Patriots. And I think that yes, it will taint the legacy for those people because they need it to. Right. That's probably true. So that that's my take on that. I'm just a big fan of. Uh, I don't. I don't think it. I think it. When I say it taints their legacy, I mean that they don't look as awesome. Are they right. still probably one of the best football dynasties ever to play the game? Yeah, they are. But I mean, when you anytime you have to put them up against like let's say Don Shula and the that great Dolphins team that went undefeated. Mm. There was a team that went undefeated for an entire football season. It was the Miami Dolphins. They were coached by Don Shula. Education part done. But I think that team has to be in my mind the best team or like the Dallas Cowboys dynasty when they had Troy Aikman and Emmett Smith and they won all the Super Bowls or the Niners legacy with Joe Montana and Jerry Rice. Those guys, I mean, maybe there were controversies, but at no point would I say they cheated. Right. Whereas you kind of look at New England, and I have to say, anytime I'm going to bring up Bill Belichick to my kids or anybody's anybody down the line, I will mention that. I'll also mention that he's a brilliant tactician and a great coach, mm. but that it almost, and it, that's the thing that frustrates me about it the most. And by the way, the reason that curse you, Bill Belichick, I'm going to be cheering for the Seahawks in a Super Bowl. Ha! Ah! As a person that does not like the Seahawks, I hate that about myself. I don't even know how I'm going to look in a mirror. I'll be fine. But anyway, <laughs> my Because you're is, so good looking. God, I'm so good looking. I'll just distract myself. <laughs> uh, I like that I've claimed to be hideously ugly and beautiful in the same podcast. It's true. Um, that, it plays into your murder defense. That way we can say even the, the when you admitted to killing people. It was just... Clearly he's insane. It was just... Yeah, he's <laughs> insane. Uh, but, uh, I mean, that that's part of the frustration for me is, like, why do it? Mm. Why? You're gilding the lily, as they say at that point. You're already a legend. Why are you pulling this heinous crap? You know, like, uh, 
how why why does why does it matter you know um, it is interesting to think of, like you bring up a really good point that they clearly had the ability <laughs> to trounce the Colts <laughs> there's no need for the cheating so I don't know I it, it is it is it's an interesting question as to what would make somebody that is clearly in a position of of control and power and authority that not not maybe making decisions about other things but the clearly They've got such a level of skill and focus, and 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 what they do, they do so well. Mm. Why why feel the need to to embellish it? Yeah, why em- embellicheck it? Embellicheck it exactly. To me, it's systematic throughout, not just football, but it's you see that all across. No, America just society. football. Everything is just football. Football is America. America. But I have to say, in America, <laughs> we have that attitude where it's almost like uh, I remember. Uh, we're doing the I Remember episode. Back in my days, uh, when I was a young whippersnapper in high school, we, in we need in to get we need to get old rocking chairs brought in the studio so yeah. we can whittle wood as we do this show. A little creaking in the background, and I tell <laughs> you what, back and we can and we can be angry and confused at this confounded technology that we're using to put on the show. Dumb <laughs> technology is just confused. I actually heard a guy by the way in the park across my street today. Mm. I was taking my dog out. Uh, this is like a new session. Were you session. still stalking Patricia Arquette? She's not there anymore, right? Uh, well, See, of course, like she, she got like wind of what you were doing. I just want to say, this is going to be my new thing that I do on every show. I'm going to tell a story about a time I took my dog to the park in every episode from now on. While you educate our listeners. Right. So while I took my dog out to the park. Which, I, is, a, which is a grassy area, usually frequented by joggers, runners, and people playing frisbee golf. It is. It's quite lovely. Uh, <laughs> Education part done. I literally heard an old man walking around the track who was a runner at the park where things were. Uh, you heard him walking like his like he was creaking? He was, yeah. Well, yeah, he was creaking, but he was literally talking like this. I was like, wow, I thought you only existed in cartoons, but you're <laughs> real. You know, I was like, if somebody talked like Mickey Mouse, you'd be like, that's crazy. This guy actually talked like this. He was talking to this little lady he was walking with about uh, uh, something about the library, you know? And I was just like, wow, you're real. Crazy. Um, anyway, so. And then the director called cut. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh, and just Justin Bieber peeled off his prosthetic mask. And, it and was Patricia Arquette was there, and my dog took a dump. It was just brutal. Uh, <laughs> See, I just sensationalized your story for ratings. Ooh. But that's sort of what we do. I mean, we, we embellish the truth and embellish things we don't need to embellish. Uh, I recently, I got a chance to go watch American Sniper, which okay. uh, big controversy about that right yes. now all over the place, and big controversy about the man that it's based on. Spe- speaking of Fox News. Speaking of Fox News <laughs> and, and media. embellishing the truth and all of these things, American Sniper uh, and Chris Kyle, uh, who's an American hero. I mean, we have to, I mean, I'm just right off the bat, before I say anything else, the man is an American hero. Mm. He saved a lot of troops, I, I, numbers-wise, I don't know, but he has 160 confirmed kills. Uh, he's literally called the deadliest sniper in U.S. history, which I don't know if that's something you want to wave around and be proud of, but obviously he well, saved a lot of people, so I'm proud of him yeah, for that. I think I think you should be proud of it because you know that that's your job. In that in that instance, that that's is true. your job. No, no, it is, and it is. And uh, it, there's all this kerfuffle about uh, Michael Moore saying that uh, snipers are murderers, I think, or something. Oh, we called them cowards. Cowards, yeah, yeah, which is ridiculous. And Michael Moore is ridiculous and is yeah. irrelevant. I, he used to make good points about things back in the early 2000s. Uh, he's devolved into being uh, just as bad as Fox News or CNN getting attention with outrageous statements, and this is one of them. Right. Uh, or Seth Rogen made a tweet. Apparently made a tweet. That's like <laughs> he took a deuce. Get back in. He get, made a tweet. Get back. And then in we had to clean up after him. Get back in your old man rocking chair. <laughs> he made he a tweet. He I made. He made a Twitter on that tweet bird thing. He, did, he tweeted, and uh, I didn't understand why he was tweeting. Um, but he. he why do you, Why is your old man Jay Leno? 
I don't because <laughs> all, all old men are Jay Leno. Apparently, well, that was his audience. Anyway, yeah, sorry. I was gonna say. So he he makes he makes a tweet on the he Twitter machine. He makes a tweet on the Twitters uh, about uh, I think it's li- I, I I was reading it just before we came on the on my way down here, uh, and I, it said um, you were reading Twitter while driving. Well, before I got in the car. Okay. Anyway, um, he was he said that. The movie American Sniper reminds me of the the movie that's shown in Inglorious Bastards. And for those of you that haven't seen Inglorious Bastards, um, there is a German propaganda film that uh, is about a sniper within the film, and it's it just basically the sniper brutally shooting lots of American soldiers, which is not at all what American Sniper was. And I was like, Seth Rogen, did you see it, dude? And if you did, <laughs> were you just trying to get attention? Because after your interview fiasco, I'm starting to think Seth Rogen just gets attention, I don't know, by saying controversial things. Anyway. It would make sense. Um, long story short is I watched American Sniper, and uh, it's not what Seth Rogen claims it is at all. It is not. And, and those people that are out there saying it's some jingoistic feel-good movie, mm, I, I disagree with them. That's their opinion. They can have it. But I really didn't feel that the movie was it, – it's definitely a rah-rah America film for sure. Sure, sure. And they definitely go to extremes to make Chris Kyle, the guy that it's based on, look better than he really is. I mean, there's, there's actually, uh, first of all, we'll call it American Sniper, and this isn't a spoiler, but just weirdly enough, for a movie called American Sniper, there's not that much sniping in it. Oh, really? Yeah, the beginning of their sniping, at the end they're sniping. But at the beginning of the film, there's a really tense sequence of him sniping, and I don't want, I'm, I'm not going to spoil this. But it's, I'm it's actually planning to see it this weekend. So right, you, you should. It's a, it's a, it's an interesting film. Um, but there's a very tense sequence at the beginning where he has to do something as a sniper that you're like, wow, that has to just, you know, he spends the rest of the movie dealing with what he's done. Right. Uh, but then after that, there's another scene where um, he's talking. They're talking about they're doing a ground operation. He's like, I really want to really want to go down there and uh, I want to be breaking the doors down. I'm tired of being up there and sniping. And the, the, the colonel, or the guy, his, his office, the commanding officer's like, man, all our guys are happy you're up there. You're saving, you know, you're saving our, ba- they're, they're, they feel safer down on the street knowing you're up there watching their backs. Mm. And so in the next scene, he's up there being a sniper and literally he talks to his spotter. He's like, I'm going to go down there and uh, uh, I'm going to go break down some doors with the Marines. This is stupid up here. Essentially, he says that. I'm not directly quoting. And he puts down his sniper rifle, and for the rest of the film, he doesn't snipe anything. Yep. Seriously? I'm not even shitting you. This was one of my biggest... Fr- I'm not saying it's a perfect movie. It's a good movie. People go see it. It, it, it's a, it definitely... A lot of good things to it. But there was a moment where I'm just like, why is this American sniper? He's not sniping anything. At the end of the film, he does go back to sniping some things. It does happen again. Because there's this uh, Iraqi sniper that he has a snipe off with throughout the film. Which is made up entirely, by the way. It's it's you know, we're gonna get to the Chris Kyle thing later, but Chris Kyle never had a sniper opponent that he had to. There wasn't a Joker to his Batman. Uh, but uh, it makes for a better movie for sure. Of course, yeah. So for a storytelling thing, I have Which no problem with I, doing I, it. Yeah, I mean, we, I talked about this with Unbroken. That that's what pissed me off. It's like if you if you have a bland, boring, and let's face it, really unhappy ending for your audience fucking make something up so i'm i actually sure. will be okay with this then if, if 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 they looked at this and they're like oh this story wow he is a patriot and he's a hero the story is kind of a turd i'm all for it yeah right no Put I mean, in the, that element. the story is him you know the, the thing he did that's heroic that chris kyle did was he watched his he wa- he was a sniper mm. he did watch all these guys backs and saved quite a few of them in spectacular fashion sometimes but it's like it wasn't enough for hollywood so they had to juice it 
I'm right. fine. You're making a you're making a film. Uh, right. It's not Chris. I realize this isn't a documentary about Chris Kyle. Exactly. Life. That's fine. Uh, so there are character like there's a character called the butcher that he hunts throughout the film, and he hunts by the way, not sniping. He is not sniping the butcher. He is hunting the sniper on the ground, doing no sniping. Wow. And you're just kind of like, it's a little bit of a frustrating moment because you're like, what? As a character choice, you're just like, why is he doing this? Why is he's obviously really good at this thing? It'd be like if Martin Luther King now in the movie Selma was like, you know what? I'm tired of giving these speeches. I'm gonna go down there and. Be a line cook, because <laughs> that'll help everybody. And you're like, no, you're really good. Spe- we need you to give speeches. We don't need you to come down here and cook for people. We we got that covered, man. Now this this front lines type of door bashing in uh, activity mm. is that actually something that Chris Kyle did? Like they talk about in his book, is that actually something that that he did do, or did, did Hollywood completely come up with this? I'm I'm not sure. I don't know. I I know that he was a sniper, right? And that was what he did. And to get 160 confirmed kills, it makes me think he was not down on the ground bashing too many doors. And I've, I'm, I'm going to give this caveat right here. I have not read all of Chris Kyle's book, mm-hmm. American Sniper. I have read some snippets of it. I, I read there was a sample on Google Reads. I'm, I'm fully anticipating getting it. I have it on order from the library, but currently it is back. <laughs> a lot of people want to read it right now. I wonder so why. I'm going to have to write. Exactly. It's almost like a movie or something came out about it. Anyway, I've got it on back order. I'm really excited to read it. I'm very curious about it because a lot of what I've heard about it makes me think that the actual story of Chris Kyle is a far more deep and interesting story about a human being. Mm. What what American Sniper the film is about is about an American sniper. So it's kind about of. it's right there in the title folks. Kind anybody of. anybody that's that that wants to call it jingoistic and and American you're you're kind of right. I mean for God's sakes the opening where they're talking about his life as a rodeo rider, he wears a white hat. I mean it's just it's that obvious. He's wow. like wearing a white hat and and doing lots of american things and and just he's such a good old boy the first like 10 minutes of the movie there's there's the moment at the beginning where he's sniping then there's the bit about him growing up and how he became a sniper that is if you want to if you want to throw eggs at it and call it jingoistic american that section who uh boy is it full of moments where you're like really he's wearing a white cowboy hat and he's watching tv and sees uh, uh, the bombing of the U.S. Embassy in 1998, and he literally looks at his brother and goes, "We got to do something about that." And you're just like, "What? That's, I mean, kind of, I guess, if that's how it happened, but it just seems really cheesy a little." Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. So then he goes off, and and uh, but once we get to the section where he's in Iraq, it really it 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 takes off. the The tone of the movie, like I said, is very it it alters between that almost two like moments where you're like this feels really real and deep and I'm really invested in this, you know, character and, and how, what this combat and what sniping people, because I mean, a sniper, unlike any other soldier, I guess not unlike any other soldier, but your, your intent as a sniper is to kill. Right. That is your only job. You are up there. You are killing people that will never know you exist. Right. It's not, it's not like you're face to face, hand to hand combat. The person you're shooting has no chance of getting you. Right. You're hundreds of yards away. Usually, you know, and you're you're shooting them in cold blood, essentially. If you want to call, if you want to get, if you want to get graphic with the way Michael Moore is going with it, I wouldn't say you're killing them in cold blood because they are enemy combatants. Right. But you're killing them, and uh, that has to have a psychological impact on you. And this film does a a pretty darn good job of showing that, mm-hmm. of how he deals with that. Um, but it shies away from it a little. Like it, it's like it's almost there. But then they'll always like they'll get really close to to admitting that Chris Kyle p- 
probably had PTSD and was probably kind of messed up in the head because of what he'd had to do. They'll reel that back into good old boy Americana, which to me feels a little bit like, eh, come on, guys, you're so close. Just go for it, you know? It doesn't make him less of a hero. Right. That he had PTSD and that he stretched the truth, which he did. And, you know, in his book, there's a lot of examples. Uh, One of the examples that I remember I was personally uh, around uh, was he claims that he went during Hurricane Katrina. After Hurricane Katrina, he claims that he went and shot looters Mm. um, and that he was a sniper. Now, weirdly enough, I'm I'm in a position to actually comment on that because I went to the Hurricane Katrina aftermath and I was there as part of a uh, we were feeding uh, the group I was with was feeding uh, National Guardsmen that were there. And they warned us. They said, we have snipers on the rooftop. Don't don't go out. You know, you don't want to get shot. So, A, I kind of like, well, that's true. The B side of that is, as far as I know, no snipers ever shot anybody. Because that would mean you were shooting American citizens. Right. So they had snipers, but it was more like a protection thing. Like, if you're out and you see someone trying to kill someone, they had the green light to shoot somebody. Right. I assume. I don't know. But the idea that Chris Kyle states that he killed 30 looters in post-Hurricane Katrina New Orleans just rings false. Mm. And nobody has any numbers on that. There's no proof that he did that. Right. Just like there's no proof. There's the whole Jesse the, the Body Jesse Ventura, Ventura thing. Yeah. Supposedly, he had a confrontation with Jesse the Body Ventura in a bar. That at uh, Jesse Body Ventura was saying bad things about Navy SEALs, and they got into a fight over it. But now the it comes out at the end. There's no witnesses to it. No mm. one, like even the people, even his friends, don't remember it happening. There's pictures of Jesse the Body Ventura the next day at a Navy SEAL graduation. With no marks on him. With no marks on him. Yeah. So you didn't give him a black eye. It's not true. Right. What does that do? Coming back to our legacy question, does that mean Chris Kyle is not an American hero? Hell no. No, he's definitely still an American hero. Dude's an American hero. But it does, it, it does, it, it taints it. It puts that question mark on it. It's like, he's yeah, he's an American hero, but that doesn't mean that he also isn't a douchebag kind of. Clearly, as a person, Chris Kyle is a very interesting and deep, like with all human beings, he's a much, it, it goes beyond good and bad. Mm. He is a good human being. He helped soldiers with PTSD. Like that was like his cause when he got back was that he went around and did what he could to help soldiers w- with PTSD. However, a lot of the time and in his book, he always denied he had PTSD. And I think that really was a disservice to him because if you f- read his writings or a lot of people pointed out, he clearly wasn't okay upstairs like not Mm. and i don't want to make it seem like he was some crazy person that would kill people no not like that okay but he just he was lying to himself a little bit the movie does get into that a little bit uh Mm. they do sort of like it's very clear bradley cooper gives the performance that it's very clear that something's wrong with him and he keeps denying it to his wife and everybody i'm fine i'm fine i'm fine and yet he clearly isn't and i just think that that is and they did they covered that in the movie so i don't want to you know, knock on American Sniper for not covering, but I feel like they didn't go as far as they could have with it. Right. There was more to explore there. They did a very clean version of Chris Kyle. They didn't mention the lying. They didn't mention, uh, there's, a, there's a statement in his book that he talks about a time when he shot two guys who were on a, uh, they were on a moped, and they probably, you know, I, he, he, he makes the statement that they were enemy combatants, and he shot them on the moped, and he said it was just like Dumb and Dumber. Which, it just tells me that there's like a disconnect from killing people to real life with him mm-hmm. that he can kill someone and sort of make a joke about it. I mean, I, I, I've never killed someone. I've never been in the military. Yes, you have. Oh, you know what? I'm trying to have plausible deniability. here. Right. Sorry. I mean, <laughs> right. No, yeah. You haven't killed anybody ever. But uh, it just it struck me as odd that that was how he viewed that. That I killed two people. It was like dumb and dumb. It's like a movie. 
you know right. it's it's very that tells me that somewhere the the line between killing a person has been blurred for him mm. not that again he would go out and kill people and again unfortunately like he and again this isn't a spoiler if you know anything about Chris Kyle he was killed by one of the PTSD soldiers he was helping. He was they were at a gun range and he got shot. And that's something the movie doesn't really cover, right? So it does not definitely it not, it's not a spoiler in the movie. They make a mild allusion to it at the end and then they cut to a black screen and show you that they tell you what okay. I just told you. So it's no spoiler there. But I think at the end of the day, that's something that I I don't feel a lot of movies approach that about our veterans the sacrifice they make. everyone likes to talk about the sacrifice those soldiers would make and they talk when they say sacrifice they're talking about the time and away from their family and, and being putting their season. life on the line and putting their life on the line both amazing sacrifices nothing taken away from that to me the reason that i respect our veterans is that they made a sacrifice on a on a human level mm. to literally be put in a situation where they're going to kill someone right. they're going to be asked to kill someone an enemy combatant for sure Probably someone, I mean, in all likelihood, someone that deserves and is fighting you and would kill you if you didn't kill them. But still, killing another human being does something to you. Right. And I think it should, at least. Yeah, it should. Uh, and I think on Chris Kyle's level, a lot of people rush to say, oh, he was a sniper and he was crazy. Like his worst critics will say things like, oh, he was a psychopath. He's not a psychopath. He's a man that killed 160 people. Mm -hmm. They that were enemies. It is given given the context of what you're saying it, that you're to valid statements totally makes sense mm. I will say taking those two sentences out of context <laughs> he wasn't a psychopath he was a man that killed 160 people right? but that's <laughs> that, that actually perfectly illustrates the line I'm talking about right where he's so he's a he's a and if, if he did that in real life I mean if he did that here and just killed 160 people we'd call him a monster right and, a, and he'd be a psychopath but because he killed enemy combatants he's a hero right and that's I think a thing that soldiers have to struggle with is was that time I, you know, there's a line that he says in the movie and it's not and a line that Chris Kyle says uh, in real life. They actually, the, they mirror each other. Every time I pulled, I, I have utter faith that every time I pulled the trigger, I was, I was right. Mm. And I, I think absolutely, I hope, I hope you did. And I, I think you have to tell yourself that, but to, to think like, you know, did I, was I, I mean, I killed 160 people. That's the weight that a soldier takes on of having to give up that piece of your humanity that says don't kill someone, mm -hmm. to me that's a huge sacrifice, and that's why on Veterans Day I, I buy the flower, I, you know, the, the little pin, always try it, which is like nothing, you know, like oh thanks guys, I bought a flower for you, or people that have like an I support the troops sticker, those are all good things. I'm not taking them away, but in the light of the sacrifice that they make to to, to make the decision, okay, I'll kill someone, even in defense of your country. It's a sacrifice, and I don't think that that gets talked about enough. I think far too often we like to focus on the pleasant parts of their sacrifice. Not pleasant, but the easier part for us to admit. Right. You know? And to bring this full circle back around to a little bit of politics, if there's anything that I walked away from American Sniper with that really hit home with me is Chris Kyle killed 160 people in Iraq because we told him to. At the end of the day, the American public voted... George W. Bush in, in the presidency, and I know a lot of you are thinking, oh, here he goes, he's going to make some little statement. I'm not. I'm just stating that George W. Bush told us we need to go to Iraq and fight the Iraqis. We need to send Chris Kyle over there to kill 160 people. And we did. Mm. We, our Congress said, yes, we did it. We as a country said, okay, so now we've got all these troops coming back that we sent over there to do this. And they did. And now they're coming back with PTSD. They're coming back with, you know, missing limbs mm. and i think one of the tragedies is that we don't talk about 
that level of sacrifice that we asked them to go kill people and they did it did a, an amazing job i mean heck uh, that was i mean you remember the invasion of iraq what was that like two weeks before mm-hmm. we had iraq subjugated basically i mean they, they they did an amazing job but i just don't think that it almost comes down to that that same thing when you use a gun to kill somebody did you do the right thing and there are times where I think back, as a, as a, as a person, a, as a student of history, I think years from now we're going to look back on that Iraq war and go, was that a situation where we should have pulled the trigger? Yeah. Right. To come back with Chris Kyle. And he's he's sitting there. He's fine with He's like, I can go before my God and say every time I pulled that trigger on those 160, every one of them was right. Mm. As a U.S. citizen, I, I sit and think, did we pull the trigger on Iraq? And that's... To me, that's the, the part of the debate that a lot of people like to, to just, oh, we were 100% justified in going into Iraq, or, oh, we weren't 100% justified. It's a deeper issue, and I think the, this movie reflects that perfectly. If you go at this movie with that in mind, I think it's got deep questions, and if you come out, you'll come out the other end asking yourself a lot of questions about who you as an American are, and did we do the right thing? To me, that's where I went with, with it. So there's my long, windy diatribe about that. Well, and and you make I like that we talked about balls. Like I was gonna say, ago, I, I was literally just gonna say, I was like, you make a lot of sense, and I really wish we had more ball jokes to make because that that kind of brought us down. Sorry, um, sorry. You know what? Series. You know what? You know what we should do? Just say balls. We're no, because we're 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 about out of time for for this episode. Okay. And I think for any of our listeners that actually sat through all the ball <laughs> jokes and sat through all of the religious and political and and all the stuff that. I don't know this. This one wasn't as light, light and airy as our Golden Globes coverage. I'm sure. So it was, that was a good episode. I was happy with that one too. Um, but for those of you that have that have made it this far, that you know that <laughs> that have that have put up with us and our and our pontificating. Yes. Let's go ahead and actually uh, let's debut a new song. Yeah, this is good. I sometimes people forget we are a band. That yeah. Also has yeah. a podcast. Yeah. We we just, be, the, just because we talk about <laughs> things that are in the news. Trust me, we are very well aware that our job is actually to entertain and to yes. sing and whatnot. We uh we uh we we started this thing because we were like, oh, we should have a podcast because we're we're a band and it'd be cool to have a podcast yeah. on the side. And I got to be honest, it's almost gone the other way. It's like we have a podcast and there's a band on the side. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know. It's an interesting way we do it, but yes, we do have a song. Yes, a very, a very good song. So yeah. yeah. So this one here is a brand new song. It's called "Picture Is Me." It's actually one we have we've never even played it at any, at any of our bar gigs. Nope. We've it is, uh, this is brand not, new. Yeah, it's brand new. This is a this is a this is a world debut, as it were. Yes. I I I don't know. That wasn't even an accent. That was just me like swallowing my own tongue while I was because our to talk. listeners around the globe. We are global. And we do actually have some global listeners, yeah, so thank do. you for listening to us. Yeah, we appreciate all of our listeners. Thank both. you for listening to us. We appreciate it. They're they're in another country. They're not stupid. Uh, I I just wanted to, in case they didn't. You're right. If they haven't, <laughs> maybe they just like it for the sound of our voice. Like we sound <laughs> really pleasant. No, they have no idea what we're saying. No, no it's idea we're saying. Probably not true. Probably they, not true. They, they tune in for the key. That's why they tune in for my awesome vocal warm-ups. That's my ignorant American moment. <laughs> <laughs> but we do want to thank you all for listening, domestic and internationally. And uh, as always, feel free to reach out to us through our email. Uh, our Twitter is dneighborsband. Uh, Instagram is downstairsneighbors. And definitely on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash downstairsneighbors. Let's... <laughs> 
I I I shudder to think of of what 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 kind of emails we might be getting, emails and tweets and whatnot. But we do want to thank you for listening. This has been Final Hour with the West Coast Neighbors. Again, I'm Seth. I'm Brian. And we'll catch you next time. And all activities before noon should be outlawed. Dogs barking in the cold night air. Train whistle blows going nowhere. Spinning hours just staring at the ceiling. Should be asleep, but I can't shake this feeling. I close my eyes and I see you sitting there. Flashing that smile as your life fills the air. You brush your hair at your baby blue eyes. Yeah, you look so happy, it's no surprise. So in love, it's written on your face. too good to be true the truth is i'm not good enough for you he makes you happy that's how it should be what i wouldn't give if he could be me so in love it's written on your face looks like your life finally fell into place so in love it's so easy to see the only thing missing in this picture Catch smiles, maybe even a wink. Problem is, once you've found the best, it's so damn hard to care about the rest. So in love, it's written on your face. Looks like your life finally fell into place. So in love, it's so easy to see. The only thing missing in this picture is me. It makes you happy, that's how it should be. What I wouldn't give if he could be me. So in love, it's so easy to see. The only thing missing in this picture is me. It's me. This has been a Dry Run production.